0: Homeward is committed to partnering with parents and equipping you with the resources you need to raise your kids to become responsible adults. And Steadfast Companies, a leading real estate investment company, is proud to partner with Homeward to bring you the following podcast presentation.
1: What you're about to hear is a program that is geared more for parents than it is for young children. In fact, if you have any kids listening with you right now, you might want to go straight to our website at homeward.com so you can review the program on your own. From the 10, 11, 12 years old, walking down the hall at school, you're treated as a sex object. How does a girl like you get to be a girl like you? Who are you? I'm just a typical little girl. Guys would touch us and grab us and make sexual comments to us. And we, as girls, we were to egg that on and to encourage that because that was at least some kind of positive male attention as opposed to being completely rejected.
0: From the studios at the Homeward Center for Youth and Family on the campus of Azusa Pacific University, graduating difference maker since 1899. Welcome to Homeward with parenting and family expert Dr. Jim Burns. I'm Roger Marsh. In Just a moment, part one of a two-part conversation Jim had not too long ago with author and speaker Leslie Ludy. Leslie and her husband Eric, very very prolific writers. I mean, here's a woman who's not even 40 yet, and she and her husband have published over 18 different books. Really incredible uh, ministry that they have to young people, young adults, to young children. Uh, during during the next half hour, we're going to talk about what Leslie has written about on the theme of God's sacred intent for every young woman set apart femininity. It's a it's a challenge for young girls in the culture today, but Leslie has some very practical tips to share, and she'll do so with Dr. Jim Burns. Here's part one of today's program on homework.
2: Welcome to Homeward. I'm Jim Burns. It's going to be a great day on Homeward today. Leslie Ludy is with us. We're talking about God's sacred intent for every young woman. Leslie Lutie is a popular speaker. She's also a great author. She's married to Eric. And the Ludies live in Colorado with their two children. Welcome to our program.
1: Thank you for having me.
2: Well, we're going to talk about God's sacred intent for every young woman. I have three daughters, so you know it's very much on <laughs> my uh, mind. And uh, you wrote a great book called "Set Apart Femininity." And I Good believe job saying I've that. had to practice that. <laughs> That's right. Femininity.
1: I get stumble. Uh, I stumble over it all the time. Now,
2: when you were in sixth grade, you had what you called a defining moment with a boy at school. Mm-hmm. Why don't you to talk about that, Leslie?
1: Well, yeah, when I was about 11, 12 years old, I went through a really awkward, insecure phase like most kids do. But I remember this boy getting, somehow he saw me as an easy target. He was one of these obnoxious characters that looks for people to pick on. And I remember him making fun of me and telling me I was ugly in front of about 10 other kids and just really going on and on. Everyone was laughing and didn't mean probably anything by it. It was just trying to get a rise out of me. But I took that to heart and just that. That ringing in my ears you know you 're ugly you 're no basically the way I interpret it is no guy 's ever going to want you you know you 'll never be beautiful and every young woman. Every little girl wants to be seen as a beautiful princess. You know, we grow up dreaming of that knight in shining armor who's going to sweep us off our feet and think of us as the most beautiful woman in all the world. And so it really hits at one of our most vulnerable places. And a lot of girls face that at very early ages because boys are being trained to think about sex and, you know, when they're you know, seven, eight, nine years old and, and start to really pressure girls to become sexually appealing and attractive. And I, I have another story that I wrote about, um, of, a bunch of boys in fifth grade surrounding me and my friends at a locker and and comparing which one of us was the most sexually developed and making mm-hmm. fun of those that right. weren't and you know you're 10 11 no, years old it, it's
2: a different world it really today is than amazing. it ever was before and as you raise your kids they're gonna mm-hmm. be in a world where that happens where that wasn't necessarily the world it was it was more seventh eighth ninth grade but right. yet it's happening at an earlier age right well what what I remember you saying in your book set apart femininity was that from that moment you actually kind of went on a journey to make yourself more Mm -hmm. appealing right and so in some ways soon you kind of discovered that uh you know there was a way to be appealing and it wasn't necessarily setting exactly. yourself apart.
1: Exactly. I was a Christian. I grew up in a Christian home. I knew all the Christian principles, but I also wanted to be appealing to the world and get the approval and the attention of mm-hmm. guys and meet that desire that I had right. to be found attractive. Right. And so I followed the pattern of the world as right. as much as I could without bending the Christian rules. So, right. I remember by the time I was in 7th or 8th grade, you know, my clothes were as tight as they could get mm-hmm. without, you know, sometimes I would leave the house in sweats and t- you know, take off the sweats sure. and reveal the mini- skirt and halter top under, you know, to to get it by my parents, just to, because I felt that that was the only way that I would ever receive any kind of approval or applause. And I, and guys would constantly, I mean, from the 10, 11, 12 years old, walking down the hall at school, you just, you're treated as a sex object and guys would touch us and grab us and make sexual comments to us. And we, as girls, we were... Trained to egg that on and to right. encourage that right. because that was at least some kind of positive male attention as opposed to being completely rejected. Yeah,
2: and and what was interesting is I remember in a conversation we had had previously one time where you were talking about the fact that that actually you are kind of living a dual life for a while yes. because you were raised in a Christian home where your parents were giving you good stuff. I mean, this right. is where a lot of our listeners are saying, "Wait, hey, we're giving our kids right. good stuff," but actually you were at the same time, you know, taking off the sweats, you know, wearing something different and actually kind of moving in that direction.
1: Right. And so many parents don't understand that, you know, their children may go to youth group, they may, you know, say all the right things, but on the inside, a lot of times they're pining after the world and they're, you know, going as close to the the world's allurements as possible. You know, I remember um, hearing about a group of young people outside a suburb in Georgia, that 200 of them had to be treated by the health department for an outbreak of syphilis, because they right. were there was so much sexual promiscuity going on, right. and all of these kids went to church, and their parents had absolutely no idea that they even knew about some of this stuff, let alone were participating in it, and that was really the world that I lived in. My, I went home, and my parents assumed that I was innocent, and they didn't even start talking to me about sex until I was 13 years mm-hmm. old, and I mean, right. I had been uh, exposed to this years before that. Yeah that. Yeah. So I was really on that path that a lot of young women find themselves on, which is, I'm only going to be fulfilled and found beautiful if I yeah. follow the pattern of the yeah, world. And, and,
2: that, and, and really, on one hand, the church is telling young women, you're beautiful the way you are, your parents exactly. are saying that. On the other hand, the culture is saying, you know, you don't stack up.
1: Right. I, Eric and I are friends with a, uh, we're acquainted with a designer for Calvin Klein and he said, you know, we, we make these billboards and these ads and they're absolutely impossible yeah. standards for women to right. achieve. Sure. We airbrush their skin and we enhance everything about right. them and then we slap that on the cover of a magazine and, and send this message that, hey girls, you need to look like this if guys are ever going to find you attractive. Right. Right. And it's no surprise that a recent survey showed that only 2% of women yeah. think of themselves as beautiful because the culture saying you're not good enough you're not good enough you're not good enough and then we go to church and we hear this message well no you're good you're beautiful the way you are don't you know don't try to follow that but it doesn't really satisfy the fact that we still feel insecure we can chant these mantras about how we feel we're beautiful the way we are but we go out into the world we see these guys drooling over these porn stars and all these magazine covers and it's sending a completely opposite message
2: okay it is and and we're kind of whining about it and it is a deep concern for all of us Mm -hmm. but the fact is and you quoted that quote 98 percent of young women feel that they are unattractive Mm -hmm. right how do we help our girls Understand that they can be set apart. The, the, really, what we said, the church is saying. Right. You know, you're beautiful the way you are. How right. do we help them do that in a world that is just, you know, trashing that thought?
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, this book, "Set Apart Femininity," goes through sort of the foundation of what where true beauty comes from, and, and until a young woman can understand that she really doesn't have any beauty of her own, it's only mm-hmm. the transforming beauty of Christ that can make her that radiant, mm-hmm. fulfilled and give her a lasting beauty that's going mm-hmm. to go beyond, you right. know, just when her physical outward appearance phase. Right. I talk about two women in this book. One is a supermodel with Victoria's mm-hmm. Secret, and yeah. she's, she's supposedly a Christian and believes in saving mm-hmm. sex until marriage, but she's completely followed the pattern of the world as to what makes a woman beautiful. And in an interview that she did with GQ magazine, she said, you know, everything about me is fake my hair everything about my body all the way down to my toes has been artificially manufactured and at the end of the interview she says even my heart is fake sort of like you know I followed this path I've had I have all of the outward appeal that you could possibly want every guy wants to date me every magazine wants to have me on their cover and yet I am hollow and empty on the inside and then there's another woman I write about who gave up her life at the age of 20 and left her friends and her family and all of her pursuits and poured out her life um, in the walled city of Hong Kong. Kong for these drug addicts and prostitutes, the most depraved people, and completely gave up the pursuits yeah. of the world. And she is the woman, when I compare these two women, she is the one that has that true radiance and that right. lasting beauty because she's been transformed by Christ yeah. and his beauty. Isn't that
2: interesting? You know, I wasn't raised in the church, and when I became a Christian as a 17-year-old, I went how am I going to find a Christian woman who's pretty?
1: Right. And then I met these
2: Christian women <laughs> right. and I went, wow, they radiate from the inside exactly. and they were even more beautiful. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Leslie Ludy with us. We're talking about God's sacred intent for every young woman. You don't want to miss this next segment. We'll be right back. I'm Jim Burns.
0: Good conversation here on the Homeward Broadcast. If you are the parent of a teen or a pre-teenage girl, even if she's, I mean, a preteen, we're talking four and five and six years of age, the culture just makes such a big deal out of a woman's appearance and 30 40 years of feminism has actually made it worse when you get right down to it, it's up to us in the church to show young women what it means to be truly beautiful uh we talk about uh, set apart femininity is the book that leslie ludy has written on this topic of god's sacred intent for every young woman uh, we've got it up on our uh, website today at homeward.com Uh, the sexual purity issue is so very very important whether it's a girl's appearance or a guy the way he acts out on uh you know sexual impulses that he has and you as a parent can be proactive we highly recommend jim's uh, pure foundations series of books uh, starting with uh, the one for parents on how to talk to your kids about uh, healthy sexuality and then um, God made your bodies, how God makes babies, the purity code, all the way up to accept nothing less. There's a four book series for every stage of adolescent development. All these books available for purchase when you go to homeward.com. When you buy them from us, a portion of the proceeds goes to supporting our ministry.
2: I'm Jim Burns with today's Homeward Snapshot. Now, students, you're encouraged to take every precaution before engaging in a relationship that might result in physical intimacy. If you visit the student health clinic here on campus, you'll find answers to many of your relationship questions. We also recommend talking to your friends. Kids today are making moral decisions based on two things, a lot of bad information and a lack of good information. Now, a lot of the incorrect data that they get comes from the Internet. Now, that's a pretty scary thought right there. But what about the good information? Why aren't teens getting that? Well, the reality is the best place for kids to get positive, value-centered sex education is from their parents. There are lots of great resources available to help parents help kids get good information when it comes to sex education, like the tip sheet called Pure Love, Pure Desire. You'll also find another positive, value-centered sex education, and you can download free copies of each when you visit our website at homeward.com. Welcome back. I'm Jim Burns. I am listening very hard to Leslie Ludy because I want to know what God's sacred intent is for every young woman. I've got three daughters of my own, and it's not easy. You know, it's, as a dad, it's not easy raising three absolutely drop-dead gorgeous girls, mm-hmm. you know, in this culture, mm-hmm. and they walk that fine line. They love mm-hmm. God, and yet at the same time, you know, they're being influenced. Right. Uh, Leslie is a popular speaker, author of several great books, and uh, married to Eric, and they have two children, and they live in Colorado. Uh, You say that a young girl is longing to be loved and wooed, if you would, by a heroic groom, Um, and it didn't originate from Cinderella. It actually is a biblical concept.
1: Right. Well, the whole Bible is a picture of a bridegroom and his bride and the way that he... Cherishes us and draws us to himself as a picture of what is in the heart of every young woman. Yeah. We, we dream of that knight in shining armor from the time we're little girls. That's why we resonate with the fairy tales. I just yeah. took my kids to Disneyland and I couldn't believe all the little girls in the princess dresses. Yeah. You know, they just all want to be that princess right. and be found beautiful. And I have talked to so many young women trying to fulfill that desire through the approval of guys. And so they'll jump into one shallow short term fling with a guy and that doesn't satisfy. And when, you know, he moves on. And she's heartbroken and goes goes through this cycle of temporary short-term relationships, yeah. trying to find that one guy that's going yeah. to meet that deepest yeah. need. And that was my story as a teenager. I went from one guy to the next, even though it was in a Christian context and yeah. we were saving sex until marriage. I looked at my purity as the edge of a cliff and I tried to go as close to that yeah. edge as I possibly could. And the reason that I kept giving away more of my heart, mind, and body was because I was trying to find that one guy that would carry me off into the sunset, and I right. thought if I give more, if I Offer more, maybe he'll be the one. And
2: it's interesting because when we give more and when we offer more, in many ways, that's not the guy you want near carrying off into the sunset. Anyway,
1: exactly. Yeah, you settle for the first guy who looks your way because you think he might be my only opportunity, and I don't want to miss that. And and so this book talks about that the. The, the one that was meant to meet those des- desires and needs mm-hmm. that we have as a young woman for that intimacy and that romance is an intimate relationship with Jesus Christ right. he doesn't want to just be our savior he wants to be the lover of our soul he wants to woo us and cherish cherish us and be our knight in shining armor our right. heroic spouse yeah. and until a young woman can come to that where yeah. she finds that in him you know a, a, an earthly love story is meant to just be an outflow of a much more important mm-hmm. love story with Jesus Christ
2: well you know that, that makes so much sense and it makes sense coming from a mom of who's been through this, what about the the daughter who thinks the Christian life is kind of dull and boring? I mean, they go, and they're still kind of showing up. They're 15 years old, and right. mom and dad wants them to be at church, and right. you know, they kind of like church. I mean, maybe right. they were like you were, yeah. I mean, you know, involved in it a little bit, yeah. but they do kind of think it's a little bit dull and yeah. bo- boring. What what words of encouragement do you give that mom, that dad? Yeah who says that's where my daughter is.
1: Right, well it's so crucial that we don't treat Christianity as a social club and that's the way it was treated you know, growing up. Even though my parents had a really genuine faith, faith we would go to church and it would be all about, you know, let's go to this cool Christian concert or let's wear yeah. these cool Christian t-shirts and it wasn't about a, a relationship with Jesus Christ. This book, uh, in my book, I talk about women throughout history who have allowed Christ to completely transform them, offered their bodies as a living sacrifice, mm-hmm as it says in Romans, and their life was anything but dull. Mm. I mean, if you chronicle the lives of women like Amy Carmichael and Gladys Aylward and Catherine Booth, these women changed the world for the kingdom of God. And every day, I mean, Gladys Aylward was a missionary to China during the war, and she was on their most wanted list because of the things that she stood for. So she has these stories of running through the mountains with bullet holes in her clothes, all for the kingdom of God. It led, you know, 200 orphans across a mountain pass over a six-week journey to get them To safety. Her life was so exciting, and any woman who is truly radically willing to abandon their life to Christ will find that to be true.
2: Yeah, and isn't that interesting? In doing that, then they also find a, a healthier relationship. know with the opposite sex exactly when
1: when you're finding your fulfillment in jesus christ and he is your first love you're not looking to a guy to meet needs that only he can meet so it's much healthier you're not approaching a relationship saying i need all this stuff you're saying you know god is this the one that you have for me and if it is how can i give and serve and love that person Right.
2: and yet as we've been talking about my concern is that so many are not set apart they're they're trying a little Mm -hmm. bit but they're they're not willing to 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 surrender all
1: exactly well well like the story of the woman who sailed to the walled city of Hong Kong at 20 years mm. old she was willing to leave everything Probably. behind and one of my favorite quotes is from Elizabeth Elliot it says the preoccupations of young women don't seem to change much from every in every generation mm. it's always their looks their clothes their social life but in every generation there are a few who make other choices mm. I
2: appreciate this message. if you
1: want to be one of the few you have to be willing to make the other choices
2: yeah, a great great message now we hear a lot about a Proverbs 31 Right, woman um, as a model for young girls right. to follow. And sometimes they have a hard time following that mm-hmm. model. What's your take on that?
1: Well, I remember being about 16 and thinking, oh, Proverbs 31 doesn't apply to me. I'm not going to be, it's about a godly wife. You know, yeah. I'm not even going to be married for years. And then I remember reading a, a verse in Proverbs 31 that says, the wife of godly character does her husband good and not harm all the days of her life. Mm. And all of a sudden the word all stood out to me. And I thought, all the days of her life. That means even before she knows the guy, she's she's loving him and doing him good. And God really used that to show me that this was a picture of the heroic, valiant, set apart version of femininity mm-hmm. sure. that He wanted me to live. Instead of just looking at you know the way Proverbs 31 has always been presented as this you know great woman mm-hmm. who cooks and cleans and does all this stuff, to understand that this woman is a blend between mm-hmm. Amy. Uh, Audrey Hepburn grace and dignity and elegance, you know, the kind of classic beauty that we've lost in our society and Amy Carmichael devotion and poured out life of service to Christ. And if you blend those two things together, you have a set apart woman and it's a beautiful picture.
0: Wow, it certainly is, and uh, it's great to hear this conversation with Dr. Jim Burns and author Leslie Ludy here on the Homeward broadcast, talking about set-apart femininity and uh, God's sacred intent for every young woman. We have information on Leslie's website. Uh, she and her husband Eric have a great ministry, uh, writing and speaking and pastoring a church even, and you can uh, take a look at that link at homeward.com and learn more about her ministry. And the Pure Foundation series is available uh, for purchase at homeward.com. All of the books there are designed to help you as a parent have your kids walk through uh, the ideas of sexual purity, uh, whatever season in life that they're in. And that's, uh, that's something that's so important for us as parents to be intentional about where our kids are. You can order the Pure Foundation series at homeward.com. And Jim, I know you've got a final thought to share on this topic to conclude this edition of the Homeward broadcast. It's
2: interesting because we're talking about femininity, we're talking about women, and yet we're not really talking about the you know extreme makeover or how you right. do makeup. I mean, those kinds of things are you know kind of important. Right. But what we're really talking about is what you call a spiritual makeover. Right. You know, radiating beauty comes from God, you say. Right. And so it's it's a spiritual makeover. I mean. Talk talk about how we can develop a spiritual makeover.
1: Well, so many of us, even mm-hmm. though we profess to know Christ, we are living for self. And this world, and especially American Christianity, goes out of its way to convince us that this life is all about you. It's what you want. It's mm-hmm. what you desire. Yeah. It's what, about your dreams. Yeah. And so all of our time as young women is spent, you know, going to the mall and buying this or that or thinking about the guy we want or thinking about the career we want or the dreams that we have, as opposed to really not realizing that the gospel is about dying. It's about taking up your cross. Yeah and following him and it's not about your glory it's about his and so A makeover on the spiritual sense Mm -hmm. needs to begin with a completely new direction. This life is not about me. This life is about you, Jesus Christ. And until you come to that place where you're coming to him not clinging to your own agenda, but you lay it at his feet, he will step in and he will take over your life and it will become a spectacular display of his beauty. But if you're trying to cling to your own selfish pursuits and desires at the same time, you're only going to get the social club rendition of Christianity where it's just kind of go to church, do the thing, but you're living for Self. Yeah,
2: and you're going to settle for second best even in a relationship exactly listen great conversation we got you got to come back so we can keep talking sounds great great conversation i appreciate your message and i appreciate that it's strong it's this generation's message and i think parents needed to hear this from a mom who cares deeply mm. for her own kids we need to
0: be able to put this in front of our our own kids. Absolutely. And that's something that parents can do. Parents need to do. We need to be intentional about this. And so uh, we encourage you to start having, a, start thinking about formulating that conversation. But mentioning the Pure Foundation series by Dr. Jim Burns. If you feel a little uh, uh, ill-equipped to start this dialogue, go to Homeward.com. Order a copy of Jim's book, How to Talk to Your Kids About Sex. It's available for purchase at Homeward.com. When you order it from us directly there, a portion of the proceeds goes to supporting our ministry, but then you'll have a resource so you're equipped to have that conversation with your kids. If you didn't get that kind of sex ed, as it were, when you were growing up, even if you grew up in a Christian home, this book is designed to fill in the gaps, how to talk to your kids about sex, and that's available uh, for purchase at Homeward.com. Jim, there's another resource that can really help parents stay current because that book came out a couple years ago. Uh, There's a resource that we put out every Friday, as a matter of fact, that helps parents. It's kind of a cheat sheet to get parents up to speed on what's happening in the culture. Or the Homeward Culture Brief that comes out each Friday. Talk about that. Well, it's actually a free resource. You know, every Friday it comes
2: out and thousands of people read it. And actually, hundreds of them tell me thank you. It's amazing. We have almost this cult following of people who love our culture brief. How it started was a guy named Jim Liebelt, who's on our staff and a right. wonderful, incredibly talented researcher, started sending me, it was called the President's Culture Brief or the President's Update. It would, it would help me. And then I'd be doing a radio show and I could you know come up with whatever the latest, greatest stuff was that actually he was giving me. And then we said, Why are we hiding this? So we deal every week with three issues and only three issues. So it only takes about three minutes to read or less, but it's whatever is hot in the culture. And so it might be the latest on drug and alcohol addiction. It might be the latest on sexual promiscuity. It might be the latest on what kids are doing with driving, you know, how they relate to their parents. Just loads and loads of good stuff. It's absolutely free. People can sign up and and get it. On the other side, it also says where the big searches are, you know, what were kids searching that week. And so as parents, I always say, listen to what they listen to. Read what they read. Watch what they watch.
0: Culture brief is worth it. Well, we also have to add to that now search what they search, I suppose. Exactly. that's the 21st century edition of that. uh, I like that. Well, it's easy to get a copy of the Homeward Culture Brief delivered to your email box every week. Go to Homeward.com. Look at our brand new website. uh, Take a look at everything that's on there. And uh, you'll see uh, we've got a newsletters tab where you can check out the Homeward uh, Culture Brief that comes out every week. The Homeward Good Advice Parent Newsletter comes out every month. And then the Homeward Daily Online Devotional, as I just mentioned, comes out every every day, Monday through Friday. So uh, all of these resources are free, by the way, the ones I just mentioned, and it's very, very helpful for you to use them. So if you're feeling like the culture is just, you know, there's so much pornography in the culture, there's so much sex conversation and music and movies, and, and you don't know how to engage your kids in a healthy dialogue, then we encourage you to go to Homeward.com and sign up for the free Homeward Culture Brief. It'll keep you up to speed. Uh, You'll you'll actually learn some things there that you use them in conversation with your kids. They'll look at you and they'll go, hey, wait a minute, how did you know about that? (laughs) That's the best, you'll know it's really working well when the Culture Brief is helping you that way. Learn more at Homeward.com.
2: Thanks, Roger, and thank you for your ongoing prayers and your financial support to make it possible for us to bring you great programs like today's program. Uh, Your partnership also enables us to extend the reach of Homeward into areas like our events, Publications, online ministries, our daily devotional and monthly parenting newsletter. And if you don't know about that, then I encourage you to go to Homeward.com. We appreciate your financial support, especially today. We could use it. And we're not looking just for people to support us once. We want a growing number of people to come alongside the Homeward movement. Let's make a difference in families together. And obviously, you can give us a call. Roger gives the number often. You can go to Homeward.com and get all the information you need to become a part of the Homeward movement. Uh, financial family in many ways, you're helping us reach out, not just here in the United States, but around the world. Until next time, I'm Jim Burns. Thanks
0: for listening today to Homeward. Homeward with Jim Burns is a production of the Homeward Center for Youth and Family at Azusa Pacific University.